I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to My Millennial Career and I'm here to help you win at work. Today on the show, we're talking about quitting naked. And if you're thinking, what the F is quitting naked? It's not what you think. We're not going to get this sudden trend of people leaving the workplace without their clothes on, hopefully. Quitting Naked is about quitting your job without another one lined up. My name is Shelley Johnson and I'm a HR consultant at Boldside. I help businesses build standout leaders and an epic team culture. If your team needs help with culture or HR, hit me up on LinkedIn. Ready to dive into Quitting Naked, which sounds kind of weird and creepy. Let's get into it. So this episode has come about because I posted something on LinkedIn that went really wild, which I was really surprised about. So I'm going to read it and then we're going to talk about it. Unpopular career advice, but hear me out. It's okay to quit your job without having another one lined up. The expectations of a perfectly timed job transition are totally unrealistic and outdated. Sometimes you just need to finish up and get the heck out of there. There doesn't have to be a bigger or better opportunity to go to. You can take a break you can give yourself space, you can have no idea what you want to do next. Some of our best career moves come from those holy crap, what now moments. Forget about the resume optics and career narrative. It's okay to quit a job that's not right for you. It's okay to take a break. It's okay to figure it out as you go. So I posted that because it kind of came out of my own experience of quitting without another job to go to. But also I've seen a trend more recently of people that I know that are around a similar age, you know, in their mid thirties who are quitting their jobs without the next thing sorted. And it kind of interested me because there's still this big stigma about quitting without a job to go to. And I think we really need to see this shift. Now, someone commented on that post saying that in Taiwan, this idea of quitting without another job lined up is called quitting naked, which I thought was such a good way to frame it. And the idea of quitting when you don't have the next job sorted is such an exposing experience. It's this thing of, I guess there's a lot of vulnerability in it because you don't have your next move mapped out for you. You don't have your financial safety net. But the other side of it is, again, I know I mentioned before, the stigma, that stigma around always having to have the next job lined up. And I just don't think that that seamless job transition applies to modern work. I think it applied maybe, you know, 10 years ago, but things have changed so much in the way we work. So if you think about now us changing careers regularly, so between three to five career changes in a lifetime. So if you think about the modern way of working, people are changing jobs more than ever. We're having more career changes in our working lifetime. So that means that this timeline where we never have a gap in employment It's just not realistic. So I want to say to you today, if you're in this position or you have been, it is okay to quit your job without another one lined up. I'm just going to say it again. It's okay to quit your job 
without another one lined up. Now that doesn't make it easy. It's not an easy thing to do and financially and socially and when it comes to status and all these things that go on in our heads when we're making these big decisions, it's not an easy decision. It's not without its implications, but at the end of the day, it is okay. It's not a wrong thing. I think that's what I want to say. It's not wrong. I don't think there should be shame or embarrassment around it, but for whatever reason there is. And so I really hope that us having this conversation is going to shift that. And I think that's why that post blew up the way it did because so many people resonate with this idea that for so long there's been this thing of, I don't know if shame's the right word, but I'm just going to use it around not having your next job. And I just, I just fundamentally disagree with that. I don't think we should subscribe to that logic. I think there's times for all of us in our career where we will experience these moments where we need a break, where we need to take time out of the workforce, where we need to regroup and think about what our next move is. And we can't do that while we're in our current job. So that's my big rant. And I... (laughs) I'm just so passionate about this because I've having done this myself, it was such an important part and having talked to so many people who've had career breaks and gaps in employment, those moments, the holy crap, what now moments are really important and they can be the catalyst for your next move. They can be that thing that brings about the best career move you've made so far. So now I think that's the rant over. <laughs> because I think I just went back into the rant. Okay, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, I'm going to share with you three things to consider when you're quitting your job without another one to go to. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Money Professional, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money, and our Spotify exclusive show, My Millennial Daily. 
but you don't often have the emotional energy to consider applying for jobs, to going through that process, especially if you've been in that environment for a long time. So I want to say these are the moments where it's really important to weigh this decision up. The other thing to consider is just the time it takes to recover, that workplace trauma is a real thing. I don't think many people talk about this idea, but you can have workplace trauma and it can significantly impact your life. And so I want to say that in these types of environments, you may actually need time out of the workforce to have the space you need to recover. And that is absolutely fine. That is okay to do that and to give yourself permission to breathe, to take the space you need to really recover and regroup. There's this really interesting research from MIT School of Management that found that toxic culture is the number one reason people leave their jobs. I don't know why, that shouldn't surprise me, but it's actually nice to see it in writing, to see that research and go, yeah, that is the big factor. It's not money. It's not flexibility. It's not, can I get a promotion? It's actually culture. The impact of a toxic culture on people is so significant. Just like if you're in a healthy culture right now, it is so amazing when you're in those environments. That's where we thrive. That's where we do our best work because culture has such a tangible impact on our engagement, on the quality of the work that we do, on our overall career trajectory. So this thing about culture is important. I'm saying this all to just ram it home, (laughs) but it matters. It is important. Hamza Khan, who's an author and speaker and has written amazing books on burnout and leadership, says that when you're thinking about quitting your job, ask yourself these three questions. Number one, am I happy? Number two, am I being challenged? And number three, am I learning or growing? If the answer is no to two of these, it's time to leave your job. Those are such good questions to ask yourself. If you're in this zone of do I stay or do I go? Go back. Ask yourself those questions to figure out if it's time to make a move. All right, the second way you know it's time to quit your job without having another one lined up is when you're thinking of making a big change, but you need space to figure it out. So this could be like when you're wanting to make a big career change, or maybe you're wanting to go from being employed to starting your own business, whatever that looks like for you. If you're thinking of a big career change... Quitting your job without another one lined up is a really good moment to do this because it gives you the space you need to figure it out, gives you that time to really look at your options. Whereas when you're employed full-time or part-time, it can be hard to get the brain space needed to wrestle through all the options. So for me personally, I've done this. I quit a job during the probationary period without another one to go to and I used some time to decide what I wanted to do next. And it wasn't because of the culture. The culture was good. It was because the job wasn't aligned with my strengths. And I found that I wasn't learning or growing as much as I needed to be. And so I made the call at five months into the gig to finish up. And I didn't have my next move mapped out. But I used the space to think all of that stuff through. And that's when I started my business. So For you, if you're thinking you've got that little inkling of, oh, I'm not happy in my role, I'm bored, I'm not feeling it, I would like to pursue something new and different and maybe try my hand at something completely out of the box, then this is a moment where you would maybe consider quitting your job without another one to go to, to give yourself the space you need to think all of that through and to plan it out. All right, number three, the last one, when to quit your job without another one lined up, 
when you've reduced the risks. It's important to say it's not going to be completely risk-free. There are implications of quitting your job. Obviously, the big one, financial implications. You don't have a steady paycheck coming through. So we need to focus on how do we reduce the risks? We're not trying to eliminate them completely, but we are trying to manage them. So the first one is the the financial piece. Now, you can go to My Millennial Money and listen to Glenn James rave on about emergency funds. This is one of those moments where you need a financial buffer. You need an emergency fund. So go over there, have a listen. We'll put some episodes in the show notes that you should listen to. This is so important. And he's going to talk about it way better than me. So I'm just going to park that. You want a financial buffer. The next thing I want you to do is figure out your max timeline that you can be unemployed for. So what is the length of time? Because I want you to kind of forecast, I guess, your worst case scenario. So if you were unemployed for six months as your max limit, okay, well, then that gives you an indicator of how much space you have to breathe, to chill, to recover. And then you start thinking, okay, well, here's when I need to start applying for jobs again. If a recruitment process typically takes 12 weeks, well, then my max limit is six months. So I probably need to take two months where I can just rest. And then from the two months mark, I kick back into looking for work. Now, your hard limit might be four weeks. It might be six. Figure out whatever that is for you and then work backwards from there about when you need to go hard on applying, job hunting, all that stuff. And then I want you to consider what are the plan Bs you can have in place? These are the things that you can have up your sleeve as your backup option. So if for whatever reason you're not gaining those job opportunities that you hoped for, then you might talk to a recruiter in the early stages and say, look, I'm taking a career break. Could we have a chat about some opportunities for temp, freelance, contracting gigs? And that is a really common thing, but often we don't know that that happens. So consider those temporary arrangements, consider freelancing, contracting, whatever that looks like for you, there are options out there that are not conventional employment that you can look into as a way of getting money and then still giving you that buffer or that plan B if the perfect job doesn't come along. Having those plan Bs is just a really good way of reducing some of the risk that's associated with quitting without another job to go to. The last one I want you to think about around risk is to consider how you'll communicate the career break or gap in employment at an interview. So this is how I would communicate it. Let's say the interviewer asked the question, I noticed that you were unemployed for a few months last year. Can you talk to me about that? Here's what I would say. Well, after that job, I realized I needed some time and space to figure out what I wanted to do next. And for me, I felt like maybe I needed a bit of change of scenery. So I wanted to give myself a bit of a break to figure that out. And I also didn't want to rush into the first job that came along and make an impulsive decision because I know that's not good for the business. I had a few options to consider during that time, but I wanted to give myself some margin so that I could weigh them up and make a good decision rather than a rushed decision. So that's a bit scripted because I did actually script that and I wrote it down and I read it word for word. But that example shows you that you can actually message it as a positive. If you listen to how I communicate that message, I told them that it was actually in the business's interest that I took a break, that I was doing the right thing for businesses by not jumping into the next job. So again, I'm making it about the business, not about me, which to the hiring manager or the panel comes across really well. The next thing I'm doing in that is I had a couple of options to consider. So by saying that, I'm acknowledging, hey, there were some options out there and I was considering them 
but I didn't want to jump into anything too quickly. So again, that's showing that, well, people wanted me to work for them, but I chose not to. And so again, that's showing that you're sought after as a professional, you have options, but you decided to make a wise and slow decision rather than a rushed and rash decision. Rushed and rash sounds weird, but (laughs) you get what I mean. And if you do that and you communicate in that way, it's going to be really well received. It's going to look like a very mature response and a really well thought out way of communicating your career break or your gap in employment. Now, you can use that for anything. You can also use that in a situation with a redundancy. So if you've been made redundant and you've struggled maybe to get the next gig, you can use some of that messaging. Now, tweak it to your situation, but you can use it to communicate things that sometimes feel awkward or hard to talk about. And I want you to say there were options because even if you didn't have recruiters knocking on your door on LinkedIn, you still have options. You still could have applied for a whole stack of roles on Seek. You still could have applied for a whole lot of jobs on LinkedIn, but you chose not to because you gave yourself the break and space to figure it out. All right, I'm going to recap. When should you quit your job without another one lined up? Number one, when the culture is toxic and it's impacting your health. Number two, when you're thinking of making a change, but you need space to figure it out. And number three, when you've reduced the risks. All right, well, that's it for me. Hope you enjoyed this episode on quitting naked. Now that we've clarified what quitting naked is. And if you've got someone that you think this is relevant for, please share it. Message your friends with the podcast. It helps us get it out there and means we can do more episodes. And if you enjoy the show, give us a five-star rating and review wherever you listen. I'm Shelley Johnson. Thanks for hanging out. We acknowledge the Awabakal people, traditional custodians of the land on which our studio sits and pay respects to their elders past, present and emerging. We extend that respect to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples who may listen to our podcast. We love learning how to do all things well, which is why we have a bunch of different podcasts on a variety of topics. So go and check out My Millennial Investor, My Millennial Money Professional, My Millennial Property, My Millennial Money and our Spotify exclusive show, My Millennial Daily. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no brainer. Use the stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.